Welcome to True Grit and Grace. Thank you for tuning in. Before we get started with this week's episode, I have a really special announcement, something I want to share with you. Um, And I know it's really important because there's been a lot of resistance around it. Um, I am doing an event in Raleigh, North Carolina on March 10th and 11th. And the day that I went to launch this event, I woke up and I lost my voice and I got sick for two weeks. So I got a little better. If you've seen me posting on Instagram, you've seen a little bit about this event. But as I sit here sharing this right now, my ho- my husband is in the hospital. Um, things have not worked on the back end. And I'm like, gosh, there's been so much resistance that I know that this event has got to be something really, really important that is going to change lives. It's going to transform not just your lives, but your business. I've created this intimate experience. Um, Only a hundred people get to come because I wanted to create something smaller on purpose so you can build meaningful relationships and success is built on relationships. There's no way I would be getting on all these stages and sharing my story if it weren't for the relationships that I've built. And you know what? It is great to connect online and meet people, but the real deals are made when you get in the room, in the back of the room, um, in the bathroom at an event. When you get to know, like, trust someone, that is where the magic happens. That is where those relationships form. So come join us in Raleigh, North Carolina, March 10th and 11th. It's coming up soon. And y'all, I've got 12 speakers coming in, flying in from all over the country. They're top coaches, um, podcasters, best-selling authors. So if you've got a story that you want to share, if you have a dream of getting on a stage yourself, if you've got a dream of starting a podcast, if you really want to build your impact and your income, then get in the room because it will transform your business. It's going to 10X your business. And I know it can be scary going, oh my goodness, I got to find childcare. I got to get on a plane. It is always, always made a huge difference every single time I get to go and be in the room and meet people who are like-minded, passionate, faith-filled and ready to do big things. So come join the trailblazers. Come meet us in Raleigh. I can't wait to see you and hug your neck. And by the way, my husband's going to be okay. He's a little antsy, but he's in good spirits. Hopefully he's going to be out of the hospital soon. And I'm just happy I have my voice back and um, I can't wait to see you in Raleigh. So go to true grit and grace forward slash event forward slash again that's true grit and grace forward slash event forward slash or you can just find the link in my show notes and you know what vip is sold out but we do have a little we have a few general admission tickets and i promise even with a general admission because it's such an intimate experience you're still going to get the red carpet experience you're going to get lunch you're going to have fun you deserve to do something for yourself so go get registered today and if you're listening to this I want to give you a special deal because I appreciate you tuning into True Grit and Grace. Just put in friends 20 in the checkout and you'll get an extra 20% off. Okay, now on to the show, but I really hope to see you in Raleigh. Thank you for tuning in to the True Grit and Grace podcast. I'm Amberly Lago and I'll be sharing inspirational stories of resilience and empowering ideas to elevate your business and your life, ignite your passion and fuel your purpose. Hey, it's Amberly Lago here with the True Grit and Grace podcast. I'm so happy you tuned in because I have someone really special on the show today. So excited to introduce you to my good friend, Dr. Alok Trevetti. He is known as Dr. Rewire worldwide. He's a sought after speaker. In fact, I'm so grateful. He's going to be speaking at my summit called the Unstoppable Success Summit. And I can't wait for him to rewire my brain. (laughs) He is a health and human behavior expert. He's created successful, fulfilled people using neuroscience, and he's developed the Aligned Performance Institute. Mm -hmm. Um, He's an author. 
He is um, traveling all over. In fact, he just flew in uh, today yep. to be on the show. So thank you, Dr. Rewire. Thank you for being here. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, my goodness. Well, you've been featured on all kinds of media. You're a media personality. I mean, you've been in magazines like mm -hmm. Shape. And something, we're going to get right into it because you say all the goal setting, positive thinking, and using vision boards are total BS. Right. So are a lot of people like, what do you mean that's BS? That works for me. Explain what you mean by that. Yeah. So most people, right, let's talk about vision boards, for example, mm -hmm. and prepare for your viewers and listeners to be pissed off right off the top. So <laughs> yeah, most people who write vision boards, what do they do? They write these things that are fantasies, mm -hmm. right? They say, you know what? My life is rough. My life is hard. I want to put down these things that make me feel good. And people get together and have these parties and... And that's all great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, I love the I, the idea of it. Here's the problem is that when we set fantasies in our thinking, mm -hmm. we set ourselves up for dopamine highs and those dopamine highs lead to dopamine crashes. And what that does, it creates suicidal thoughts, oh depression, anxiety, and frustration inside of it. Because what happens is that when you don't actually achieve those things, because it's not just a, you know, the world talks about manifestation. I love manifestation. I'm not against it. However... Yeah. If we talk about the law of attraction, we have to understand physics. Mm -hmm. but it's not just attracting. If we're attracting something, we're also repelling other things. See, most people are living the law of repulsion rather than the law of attraction. That's why only 5% of the people that actually do the vision boards actually have them show up. Because what they're doing is they're attracting them because it's actually important to them. Yeah. They're not writing a fantasy. Mm -hmm. So if we're to actually create them, let's create them where it's strategic, where it's a focus. And it actually starts showing up because it's real to you. Yeah. Not because it's something that someone just said, I'll give you an example, right? Um, you know, people put on these boats and yachts and all these different things inside of that. Yeah. Like I get that. I've never done a vision board. Is that crazy? Like I know a lot of people that do that and you look even in their office and they've got the, you know, yeah. the, the jewelry or the designer bag or they've got Oprah or other people on that board. I've never, I've never done that. I don't know that you need to. I don't know that you need to. Okay, well, good. That's off my list. Because your then. brain already knows what's important to you. Mm -hmm. You don't need to. Like, if, you know, it's like when people say you got to have right goals and you got to look at them three times a day. I don't have to look at my goal, at my sheet every day to know that my son, my daughter are important to me. Why do I need to look at something to remind myself of that? But it is important. I think you said something key, very, like, that we do need to know what's important to us. Some people may be a little scattered, For but sure. really getting to know what's important to you, what your values are. You said the key word right there. The word values is so important. And I've developed a, a, an identity process that's neurologically based. Mm -hmm. And when you actually know what your identity is and what your values actually are, then you'll actually be able to move towards what it is you want to. Then doing a vision board with that incongruence is completely fine. But it's when we do them and they're not congruent to who we are, that's where the problems come in. Yeah. And you know what? I had like a totally, like I lost my identity and I realized because I was focusing on the wrong thing. So mm. I was so caught up. My identity was, I was the fitness girl. I sure. was the girl sponsored by Nike. I was on the vitamin labels. That was my identity was my physicality. I mean, I know that sounds so shallow, but that's how, that's all I did for work. I was doing videos and infomercials. And after my motorcycle accident, that was stripped away and I didn't know who I was. Sure. And that's when I had to discover, well, it's not what I do or what I have. It's like what my values are. That's what's important. There's a place in your brain and it's in the pulvinar region of the thalamus for all my neuroscience geeks who are listening to this. Yeah. Right? But in that area, you'll filter the world based on your values. I'll give you an example of this. Mm -hmm. I'll use my son as an example or any seven-year-old boy who's looking at it, right? If you talk yeah. to them about, you know... Anything that's important to them, go look at their YouTube. Go look at their search engines. You'll see what's important to a child yeah. at that point in time. I remember when my son was seven, he was looking up dinosaurs. Just dinosaurs. But if it's not being taught in school, we shouldn't say, you know what? You shouldn't learn that. It's not important. My son loves the 
uh, uh, astrophysics. Mm-hmm. He's like, Dad, this weekend, he's like, can we get a telescope? Yeah. He's like, look at that star cluster over there. Okay. Our kids are going to be best friends. I'm telling you. Let's That's go. exactly <laughs> what she's into. That, well, and that and horses. My son's not into horses. We'll replace that with soccer with him. But that's, everybody has their own sense of value mm-hmm. and what's important to them. But we often, too often, judge other people and tell what's important to other people rather than let other people express what's really important to them. Yeah. Well, I want to uh, go back to the neuroscience for those who might not understand what that means or what what is neuroscience. Yeah. So neuroscience is basically the study of the brain and mm-hmm. how the brain works and how it allows us to correlate. I am not a neuroscientist. I, I was a chiropractor by degree. Oh, I need an adjustment. Everybody says it. But, <laughs> you know, here's the interesting thing. I, you know, Amberly, people would come into my practice and I started, I was a, an avid neuroscience geek. Mm-hmm. I'd study neuroscience, neurobiology, interpersonal neurobiology, psychoneurobiology, gene expression. I was studying all these material because I just loved to learn. Yeah. And there was a patient who came to me one time and he says to me, like, my back hurt. And I said, why, why does your back hurt? He said, I, I don't know. It hurts. I said, why does your back hurt on the third of every single month? I don't get it. And he says, I don't know. I, he's like, I said, when did it start? He says, it started yesterday. I said, okay, when? He goes, last night. What were you doing? I was arguing with the wife. Oh. What were you arguing about? Money. Mm. Why were you arguing about the mortgage payment? Mm. And it clicked. Some clicked inside me. I was like, oh, interesting. So was the back pain really a physical problem or was it a psychological problem? Yeah. And so I started with all my work and all the years that I postulated all these things that you could do. So I said, what if I asked you these questions? I said, today what I'm going to do is I'm not going to adjust you. I'm not going to touch your spine. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to ask you some questions and I want to see what happens to your body. Really? I am so interested in this. And so I went and I just asked him maybe seven to 10 questions. He went home, came back the next day. Back pain was 80% better. He said, Doc, I don't know what you did, but it doesn't hurt anymore. I said, okay. And I asked him a final few questions. He went home, and then it was done. And he came back, and I said, the next month, here's the interesting thing. I was waiting for him to show up on the third of the next month. Really? Didn't show up. Wow. And I said, why? What? What's going on? Another month went by. Didn't show up. Wow. And he said, Doc, yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, we talked and money's been better. The relationship's been better. And all of a sudden I started getting this reputation of being able to help people with just asking questions and there, I wasn't doing anything to their body. And then entrepreneurs came to me and then we had you know celebrities, athletes, CEOs, everyone started coming up. These higher profile people started yeah. coming up into my world saying you can rewire my brain. And here's the interesting thing about it, right? That's why I work in entrepreneurial health is that I started helping entrepreneurs and their money would increase, but then their health would increase. Like their blood pressure would go away. Like I would have cases where diabetes would be reversed. Lupus would be reversed. You're kidding. No, this is all I have this. And their income would grow up, go up. Their business would grow. Their relationships would get better. And all of a sudden, like their entire lives were changing Mm -hmm. by asking these questions and rewiring the brain. And it makes complete sense if you really dive down deep into it. But then I just started creating this reputation. That's what I ended up doing. That's why my, my goal is to help entrepreneurs realize that like this whole grind it out, work hard mm-hmm. mentality is breaking you down. It's destroying it's killing your you. You're going to hit a wall. You're going to, I mean, I say that because there was one year I ended up in the ER mm-hmm. six times. Um, I'm, I sometimes, the circulation in my leg is not always great. If I get like a little nick, I can get an infection, but it's when I get run down, mm-hmm. the doctor came to me, she said, you what is going on with you sure. like you can't be coming in here anymore you've got to take care of yourself better care of yourself and i right. was like oh wow that was the last time i went in the er that from that moment on, i was like i've got to make a change like and my girlfriend said your impact is only as strong as you are healthy that's right and i was like oh yeah that's right well and i just had a conversation with my dad on the phone this morning and I've been really trying to work with his mindset and stuff. He's got a lot. He's got neuropathy. He has a lot of pain. He's just being tested for a lot of other medical issues that we're praying is everything's okay. And I told him, I said, you know, dad, what 
I said, I can explain. So I have this nerve disease called complex regional pain syndrome. And when people ask me about it, I start to feel it more. Sure. So I don't like to talk about it a lot because I will all of a sudden start to feel flared up as I'm describing it. And my dad goes, really? I said, oh, yeah, your mind is powerful. Like you, I said, if I start thinking about that, that's why I love the work that I do, because I don't focus on my leg in pain. Just sitting here talking to you, I started feeling it more. Sure. Um, and so I am curious, what, have you ever worked with anybody who has CRPS? Yep. You have. Really? So what happens is this, right? It, it, you've heard this saying before, many people have heard mm -hmm. nerves that wire together, fire together. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's that's a very common thing that's out there completely. However, if you have someone has that type of a, a syndrome, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Right. And understand the word syndrome is really just a I don't know why it's causing this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some people are like, it's a disease. It's a sickness. It's a, it's a syndrome. Yeah. It's it's a hyperactivity of the nervous system based on the trauma that you went through. Mm -hmm. And once I go rewire that trauma that syndrome will subside. That's incredible. It'll, it'll diminish unless there's any physical other ailments inside of it. But you got to remember this is that in every physical ailment, there's an emotional component. Mm -hmm. And medically, we look at it and say, okay, well, here's just the physical side of it. Mm -hmm. And thank God for what they do. I'm not taking away an ounce away from what they do inside and what they did to save your life and what they did. However... Mm -hmm. In the healing journey of an individual, everyone has to look at this for themselves. You have to take the emotional component of any trauma in place as well, right? If you have a physical trauma, mm -hmm. you have a psychological trauma. Mm -hmm. If you have a psychological trauma, you have a physical trauma. It's yeah. not one or the yeah. other. It's both, right? Yeah, so I agree. People talk about, you know, like. And a lot of times people try to stuff that down. That's what I did anyway. Yeah. You stuff it down, you stuff it down. Um, and, or you try to numb it out by eating too much, shopping too much, drinking too much instead of really healing. Yeah. And it is right. People say we have a mental health problem in our country and I'm going to sit and tell you that it's not mental health. Number one, it's positive thinking. Positive thinking creates more depression than anything else. You are what? Yep. Positive thinking, but what do you mean? Like, so I have a, a mean inner critic, so I can, I, I mean, if I talked to people the way that I talk to myself, I wouldn't have any friends. It'd be, you know. Well, this is, this is exactly it, right? So if you look at the neural, the, the body, the mind, mm -hmm. you are such a supportive, loving person, but, and, and that is the beauty of who you are on the outside. However, if that person has the inner critic, as you're saying, which People do. Mm -hmm. The inner critic is to balance out the over positivity on the outside. Because your brain is not designed to be positive and it's not designed to be negative. It's actually designed to be positive at times. It's designed to be negative at times. Mm -hmm. You have two parts of a nervous system, right? You have a parasympathetic and a sympathetic. Yeah. You have both sides and they have to work in harmony inside of it. But most people. Okay, well, wait, wait. Explain <laughs> what does okay, parasympathetic yes. do? And what does sympathetic Thank do you, so yes. people don't know what that is? I know a little bit of it because of the CRPS, but yeah. yes, explain that. Sympathetic is when you're in fight and flight. Yeah. This is the part that's stressed out. It's super, mm -hmm. super intense. And that's the fight, flight, freeze mechanism mm -hmm. inside of it. And the parasympathetic is the rest and digest, relax. Mm -hmm. That's the part, like, they want to go on a vacation, wine and dine. That's what they say, right? Okay. So that's the relaxing part of the nervous system. Okay, let me ask you something. So mm -hmm. because I deal with pain a lot, sure. and I want to get back to how you can rewire that too, what, and I feel, I feel like I'm in fight or flight, like my body's like in almost in survival mode, and I don't want to be that way. I want to be in more of that parasympathetic. Does the parasympathetic have to come in and go on overdrive to try to balance that out, or what happens? No, it's a great question, and you're not alone. Entrepreneurs as a whole yeah. are on high sympathetic overdrive. Yeah. And what it does, it causes your adrenals to burn out. I just had blood work and spit in a bunch of test tubes, and he's like, your thyroid's not working and your adrenals are fatigued. That's right. 
and that there's a it's all connected inside that yeah and so those two factors are in place because your body's out of balance mm-hmm. right and they'll look at it medically and say you're out of balance however it's because you're grinding too hard you're working mm-hmm. too hard but the brain if you're always trying to be positive and you set an idealism that you can never achieve nobody's ever going to be nobody's ever been born and never ever will be born to be a hundred percent positive all the time mm-hmm. it's impossible mm-hmm. because it's not natural and so if we're always trying to be positive then and we don't achieve it mm-hmm. we'll judge ourselves we'll say oh, oh my gosh geez alok you you can't believe you said that you're so mean and then the negative conversations happen to ourselves mm-hmm. and then we judge the critic in ourselves and then we blame ourselves and we put guilt, shame, and resentment onto ourselves instead of mm. other people. And then we start to hate ourselves. Wow. And the, the problem with that is that if you hate yourself, you're never going to love yourself. And if you hate yourself and you're stuck in that emotional pattern, you're going to eat crappy foods. You're not going to want to work out. Mm-hmm. You're going to get addicted to drugs because these things are there to make yourself feel better. You're going to look for sugars, drugs, sex, all these things just to make yourself feel better. And we're constantly surviving in this pattern. Mm-hmm. What, what I'm proposing to people is what if you can rewire your brain and no longer have this positivity or this negativity and actually can be authentic and truly authentic and love who you are for the goods, the bads, the rights, the wrongs, the highs, the lows. And appreciate yourself for who you really are. Then what happens is your nervous system stops this hyper overdrive Mm -hmm. and you engage some of the parasympathetic. Okay. And it's not just about, you know, people will meditate and say, okay, I'm activating my parasympathetic nervous system. Let me breathing exercise. Great. If you have two parts of, if this is your fight or flight, the sympathetic, and this is the relaxed part, people are trying to raise this up. Yeah. Let's just lower this down. Oh, yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Right? Yeah. Let's just take all this stress and lower that instead of trying to raise this up to meet that. It doesn't work that way. So I, I just went through a lot. I know I did. So, bear, you know, for the listeners, I apologize for going a little aggressive. No, there, I'm, I mean, I'm fascinated with it, you know. And, and I have, you know, just, I'm, I mean, grit and grace, it's I feel beautiful. like, is is that balance and mm-hmm. I'm really good at the grit. I will tell you that. I'm not, there's not a lot of things I can say I'm good at, but I I'm a little too good at it. I have to make myself slow down cuz I just want to go. I just want to and I grew up, you know, where it was like no pain, no gain. Mm-hmm. Like work hard. Yep. Work harder, work harder. Um and then I was on survival mode a lot and I've just shifted that and really started to seek out like how to be more in alignment. Yeah. Um and so I am curious. I want to go back to of course the CRPS stuff. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Now, I have had every kind of treatment you could imagine. Um from eastern western medication i've even laid on a table and had some guy drip oil on my forehead and chant over me okay i was desperate i i had one time where i went and this guy put like electro things on my head and on my wrist and he would run all this machine and tell me what was good and what wasn't working and Mm -hmm. gave me i was on 73 homeopathic pills a day and 11 prescription medications and nothing was working. And that's when I started to think, well, I need to get my mindset right. If I can get my mindset right, then I can get, it may not cure this syndrome, but I can get through it. Sure. What kind of work or what kind of things have you done with someone who has come into you, come to you and said, Hey, I've got complex regional pain syndrome. Cure me, help me, fix me. Well, I don't work at it that way. It's not like I go after a syndrome. It's not like I go after diseases, mm-hmm. right? What I do is I find out where's the person imbalanced, mm-hmm. right? And where is the imbalance? Find the imbalance, rewire the imbalance, and create balance in the body. Okay, let's Every- rewire me. Okay. Rewire but I don't want to do that publicly right now. I know you're an open book. I, I am. But I will. I'll do it, and then we'll come back into another episode. How about that? Okay, let's do that. Right? Because I'd rather do that privately with you. Okay. Because you know, I might ugly cry or something. Well, I, I don't want to ugly cry as well. Okay. So, okay, okay. But we'll do that later. Interestingly enough, what happens is that as we sit and 
rebalance our body, rebalance our brain, mm-hmm. we actually evolve our thinking. And when you don't need to hold on to these emotional patterns, then we actually evolve our brain and to use more of our brain and use more of our evolutionary brain. And what it does, it allows us to create longevity. So if you're sitting there as an entrepreneur, you're sitting there listening, okay, there's a lot of science talk on this. There's a lot of neuroscience. But for someone who's stuck in a stressful pattern, Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're using the lower parts of your brain versus the more conscious part of your brain. Okay. So like, okay, we have survival brain. Yeah. We have emotional brain and we have executive brain? Executive function, yeah. Okay. So you say when we're stressed out, are we more in the more survival brain? Absolutely. That's the amygdala. You've all heard the amygdala before, right? Yeah. That's the emotional center, the emotional uh, immediate part of the brain. So it's reflexive. It's always, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Yeah. I like to say it this way. When you're in the amygdala of the brain, you live your life on these three mantras. I need to, I have to, and I should. Mm. I have to admit something. I've kind of been in that mode lately because I've just come back from like three different speaking events. We're getting ready Mm -hmm. for our event here in a few weeks in March that I'm super excited about. It's going to be amazing. But I'm still, I'm like, oh, I need to do this. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. I I should do this. Like I've been in that mode. Yeah. And then what that does, it elicits the sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight nervous system. Yes. And so when we psychologically look at that, we say, okay, I need to, I have to. This is, this is someone else telling me what to do. Should is a dangerous one. Oh yeah. Should. Well, what do we say? I get to? Well, it's not the matter you get to, Right. You can just shift it, and that's fine, but then that's not really what you mean. A lot of, a lot of personal development programs will say, well, I'll just shift that. But if you evolve the brain, you move to I should. I should is actually telling you that it's not what you want to do. It's what somebody else is telling you to do. Oh, okay. And so, But the emotion that comes out of that is guilt. Yeah, for sure. And shame. I don't want to do this, but I should do this to make someone else happy, mm-hmm. never not happy myself. Mm-hmm. And then you move to decide to. That's where a lot of people live. You have choice. You have the ability to decide. That's pretty much what I call middle-class America, right? We can decide what we want to do. Mm -hmm. Great. But then we move into the upper part of the brain, which is executive function. You move into the, I want to. I I want to do this. I don't have to do this. I want to. Mm -hmm. I choose to. I choose to. I choose to is dangerous. I choose to is dangerous. It's the most dangerous one, believe it or not. I choose to? I choose to. Because you think you've got life figured out. Oh, I see. Right? You think you're probably making more money than everyone else around you, more money than anyone in your family. You have choice. You've got money in the bank. You're investing in the market. You probably got a couple of houses, some real estate. I found that a person who's in the choose to is making between two hundred to $300,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Right? $150,000 to $300,000 a year. But really, ultimately, what we want to get to this point where you get to say, I love to. I love to. I love to. Do you know, I mean, I think love is the best business strategy ever. And I was just at an event, actually, our friend Ken mm-hmm. Joslin. Yeah. Do you know Vic Keller? I don't. He's amazing. I have to introduce you. He's amazing. He lives here in Dallas. Oh. Um, but he is, you know, billionaire, very successful. And when he's speaking about success, which is a big word, I know you say that's a big word. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got my notes. I'm ready to take some notes. And he's like, the best business strategy is love. I agree. I agree. So how do you shift when you're in that mode and you are like, I have to do this. Oh, I should be doing this. Oh, I, I have to do this and this. I need to get this done. How do you start to shift that? How do you start to rewire your brain? Yeah. So first, anything that's a need to, should to, or have to, uh-huh. delegate. Delegate that to somebody else to get it done. Okay. Okay. That's number one. But I want you to think about a framework. Okay. And the framework is this, is if you had the choice and if you could do whatever you wanted to, and what would you love to ultimately do? You'd write it down, right? And I I suggest all the listeners write it down. And then here's what the answer is going to be. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. You're going to say, I'd love to be able to you know, build a business where I get to be a f- be on fitness. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah, but. Well, do you know in my mastermind, so we all, they get to sit in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. And we go around and ask clarifying questions. And then we go around and offer suggestion. And they can only say thank you. That's right. When they get the suggestion, uh, the rule is that they can't say, well, yeah, but I tried that. Oh, no, but I'm like, nope. All you get to say is thank you. I, that's that's smart because as your yeah, but comes in, you want to then say to yourself, is that true or fact? Is that truth or fact? Because you'll say something like, oh, you know what? I'm not healthy enough to be on a fitness model. Okay. Is that truth or fact? I'm just using a random example on top mm-hmm. of my head. Well, it's a truth. A truth is a perception. Mm-hmm. A fact is an actual fact, mm-hmm. right? Like right now we're sitting in Dallas outside. It's, it seems like it's 45 degrees, right? At 6 PM, it's 45 degrees. That's a statistical fact. Mm-hmm. That's objective. A truth is actually very open. It can be subjective, right? So what you want to ask yourself, is it true or is it a fact? And you'll realize just by simply doing that, you're going to realize you have a lot of truths in there rather than actual facts. Mm. And those truths can all be completely shifted. Once you realize that, you're going to realize, wait, this is not true. That's not true. That's not true. Mm. And you'll start to grow inside of it. Okay. Well, I'm really curious. So um, in Raleigh, North Carolina, you are setting up the audience to be open for transformation. Like we can hear all the things we can learn all the tips and tools and tactics, but you were saying, if you're not open, you're not going to make the change. So how do you give us a little taste of how that works and how you do that? Well, I'm going to take people right in the audience. I'm going to walk into the audience Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take two, three, four people, depending on how much time I have. And I'm just going to rewire them right then and there. And what were they going to do is they're going to find what's holding them back. Mm-hmm. Right. I like to say, I everyone, like that. Everyone says it's your why you got to know your why. And mm-hmm. I sit and say, it's not your why it's your why not because you know your why everybody knows their why. The real question is why aren't you going after and doing the things you say you want to do? Once I figure out the why not, I'll That's rewire good. that right on the spot. I'll do it within 10 minutes. I'll be oh. able to rewire them right there and I'll figure it out. And we'll just do it right on the spot. And as we do that, here's what's going to happen in that room. I'm going to rewire the entire room. Simultaneously, as that person's getting rewired and that energy of that person will shift, their neurology will balance out. And in doing so, everyone else in the rooms will as well. Energy is contagious. It is. It really is. And I don't think unless you have, unless you have been to an in-person event there is just nothing like it's like energy is everything and everything is energy. And when you're in a room and you feel that shift and you feel that energy, it's incredible. It's Talk completely. about a dopamine hit like it. Well, in that room, there won't be dopamine. What will there be? Serotonin. <gasps> oh, it won't be dopamine. Dope. Cause I'll tell you something. This is very important inside. Dopamine. Of dopamine. dopamine. I'm a dopamine kind of junky though like you well maybe what okay i say that because you know i was down on the ground doing push-ups before we started i like you're you're just trying to increase your adrenaline yeah yeah just getting the energy up but okay i like the idea that you say dopamine is hype so that's why people get addicted to like social media because they're like oh got a dopamine hit they like that post they're living for the likes and the views and the So most people don't understand where dopamine, not to say you don't, but dopamine is anticipation. Really? I never thought of it that way. So let's give your your audience a a whole neuroscience add-on to this. Okay. I'm geeking out over here. Okay. There's three parts. Remember I said there's a sympathetic nervous system? Yeah. Okay. Let's put this together. There's three neurotransmitters that in essence activate. There's more, but these are the three big ones. You have uh, norepinephrine epinephrine which we've heard of yeah and dopamine okay so i've heard of those dopamine becomes a sympathetic neurotransmitter which is the stress neurotransmitter no i didn't realize that i know that's what i'm trying to say yeah it's a stress neurotransmitter and what it does it actually causes you to become more stressed out you're kidding nope look at someone who's watching tiktok 
they, they, <gasps> they start getting ticks because they're always looking for the next best thing. That's why I wrote the book Chasing Success because we're always searching for the next dopamine hit. But what it's doing is breaking our bodies down. Mm. So it's in that room. That's why a lot of people will go to events. And this is not going to be at your event. I know because we're going to set the tone in this fashion. We are. And I've chosen very carefully how I've curated this and put it together Mm -hmm. and the people that I'm having there. And that's why I'm having you like rewire the room in the very beginning. Yeah. And because a lot of times when people go to events, they go on the high of the dopamine Mm-hmm. And then three or four days later, they crash. Well, do you know what happened to me? So I went to my first Tony Robbins event with a there girlfriend. Let me tell you, the energy for, f- he spoke for almost four hours straight. Sure. He was incredible. Was like I I couldn't believe it, this journey he takes you on. And I mean, I'm talking, he was standing right in front of me, like clapping the clap spitting on me he was that close he was sitting and he just talks me i'm like oh my gosh he's spitting on the dopamine i mean you are just up you're dancing you're jumping the next day i crashed so hard Mm -hmm. i called my girlfriend and i'm like are you just exhausted she goes i was i i didn't even want to call you she goes i thought i was a little embarrassed like that i feel so low and so tired i can't get out of bed and and not tony i mean that's what happens with a lot of events that's what happens with a lot of people when they get over dopamine stimulated they become exhausted remember i said a little while ago positive thinking leads to depression oh it's the same thing it's no different when we become too positive then we lead to clinical depression you can't move afterwards because it goes up and it goes down so when people go to events, that's why it's not going to happen this event. We're going to rewire the room first to set the serotonin, not the dopamine to come up. We're going to set the serotonin to come up, which is the feel-good hormone. Yes. Which is the gratitude hormone, mm-hmm. right? We're going to get the state room in a state of gratitude first in a true sense of balance and gratitude. Then you don't have the ups and downs. You actually have grace inside of the neurotransmitter balance. That's what we're going to build inside that room. Gratitude is so powerful. Mm-hmm. That's really my medicine. Um, I have a gratitude practice with a few of my best friends. And I'll admit, there's some days I'm like, oh, I didn't do my gratitude journal today. you know. Mm-hmm. And I have, it's just an app. It's a quick app. Sure. And you write it in and we share it. It works because it instantly makes you feel good. Sure. It makes you feel better. It's like, it really does work. In fact, um, uh, a, a girl I haven't talked to in a while I need to reach out to she I did um, a webinar and I talked about how gratitude is alchemy and it changed her life she was like I was always so like down and depressed mm-hmm. and I started practicing gratitude and it really helped me um, so yeah I uh, want to talk a little bit about your book sure so which one <laughs> well the chasing success okay. Um, what year did you write that? I wrote that in 2016. Okay. 2016. We just re-released it and, um, it's back. How long did it take you to write it? Uh, It took me a year. Yeah. It took me a year to write that. And it, I wrote that with, it was a really interesting way that I wrote it. I took neuroscience. I took, um, you know, Vedic wisdom and I kind of combined the two into a story. Wait, what's Vedic wisdom? Vedic wisdom is like East Indian uh, wisdom from the East. Oh. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I I take neurotransmitters and all this sciencey stuff and I yeah. correlate it to Vedic wisdom and Eastern mysticism. I love that. And I give Eastern mysticism a scientific space. Wow. And, and when we can understand, like I've always said, and I, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but I've always said theology is what breeds science and science is what gives theology meaning. And they both need each other, but we're not looking at it in the right language. And so I've always been on this quest to be able to try and figure the two out. And human consciousness is kind of from that. So that's kind of where I came with that. So I wrote the book in that fashion and I took it in to put into a story that people in their, you know, in today's world can relate and understand. And the lessons are using these two different sides of the pole 
Yeah, I think that storytelling is such a great way to to learn. I like story storytelling for sure. Definitely makes it easier to understand sometimes. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, now how did you get into like the uh those types of studies and the mysticism is that what it is i don't know so much not, about not mysticism that. but just eastern eastern philosophies yeah and yoga and did you grow up with that mm-hmm. you yeah. did being an indian guy it's it was kind of where did you where did you where were you born i was born and raised in toronto canada oh wow toronto canada and i've always wanted to go to canada it's a great city great city challenge was though is that in canada like my dad was much more western in his philosophies my mother was very Eastern in her philosophies. And so I grew up in an environment in the West, but very rooted in Eastern philosophies. And so I really, it was really an interesting paradigm to live in. And, uh, and I, and I wa- grew up, you know, and I grew up watching Deepak, right? Really? Deepak I Chorka. love him. Yeah. He's my uncle. What? No, I'm just joking with you. <laughs> I'm like, what? I have the greatest Deepak impression. Ready? Do it, do it, do it. The infinite consciousness that exists in our infinite potentiality will exist all throughout time. Oh <laughs> that was good. I, I one day want to do it in front of him, but I haven't met him yet. So no, actually, I did meet him. I did met him at a book signing, but I, but no, he's not my uncle. I just make have that joke. Um, but so that I grew up, so funny. and he, and I was watching him, and and I was like, he's taking Eastern philosophy, applying it to the Western world, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I've always kind of been on this quest to be able to do that and understand the mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I, that's really my expertise is, is mind-body connection. Yeah. But I just talk to entrepreneurs around this. How, how do we heal ourselves? Yeah. How do we heal our minds? How do we heal our bodies? We need this so bad because there are so many entrepreneurs that are really struggling. I mean, seriously struggling with also feeling alone. Like that's one of the reasons I started my mastermind is Mm -hmm. because when I started as an entrepreneur, I didn't have any guidance or help and writing my book and starting my podcast and then going to speaking events and all this thing. And I was like, we need community and we need to talk about this and we need to come together and gather strength and community. And, um, I think what you're doing, so many entrepreneurs need so much that mind body connection and to take better care of themselves. Cause I'm so sick of that, that, that hustle mentality that is killing people, literally killing people. It is. And, and, you know, I, I really, really through my journey have come to the realization that, you know, grit without connection, without community Mm -hmm. is resistance. It's clawing your way at the top. It is feeling like you're walking through quickstand and then grit with connection is resilience, is that connection. And when I say connection, I mean connection to yourself, your mind, your body, your heart, God, or, or whatever you believe in. I believe in God connection to each other and and so I love that you're doing that. Well, where, pe- where can people get your book? Just get on chasingsuccessbook.com or you can go to Amazon. It's all over Amazon inside that. Got a new book that should be out hopefully by the time of the event. Um, Are wired- you serious? Yeah, Wired for Wealth. Oh, that's right. You told yeah. me about that. So wired for you Wealth should be that. out by the time of the event too. So that could be out in three weeks? Mm-hmm. Wow. We're just talking about the publisher publishing company right now. So hopefully, hopefully though, that'll be out. But yeah, Wired for Wealth is specifically for entrepreneurs to rewire their brain around money and their money traumas that are holding them back so they can actually rewire them and start making money and get rid of, rid of the, the resentment, get rid of the guilt, the shame, and put them on a path towards financial abundance. Because it's all, I, I really, you got, I have to introduce you to Chris that I just interviewed yeah. on the podcast uh, because we were talking about your, Chris Noggle is his name and he is on the uh, show. He's brilliant with money as well. And just talking about your relationship with money. And I know for me, I wasn't motivated by money. It was Mm -hmm. like this weird thing where I grew up in the Bible belt where it's like, don't talk about money. You don't want to have too much money. You don't want to shine too bright, give all your money away. Mm -hmm. Like it, it was weird. So I thought I just switched the way that I 
think about money. I think the more money I make, the more good I can do in the world. We were talking about that before Absolutely. we started recording about how my graphics guy in India, I was like, look at this. All of the, you know, I can pay him. I've referred him clients and now he's opened up an office and he's bought a car and he's, you know, so I've like switched the way that I think. And I think, well, the more money I make, the more I can do good things, the bigger the impact I can make. And I want other people to have that. I think as entrepreneurs, that's why we get into the game, right? Is, is to be able to, to make an impact. And I'll just say this is that, you know, your relationship to money is a hundred percent correlated to your, your relationship to yourself. If you actually appreciate yourself and are great, are grateful for all of who you are, that voice on the inside is not saying you jerk, you idiot, you dumbass. Why'd you do those things? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's actually saying, you know what? I love who you are. You had, a, you're a productive serving human being and you're doing great things in the world. There are moments where you're going to be up and down, but you love who you are. Yeah. Money will flow to you and you're yeah. not going to push it away. It's so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything you're saying. Okay. So as soon as I really believed, like I knew, I'll give you an example, my mastermind. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, this is a steal for people to get to do. I was like, I might need to raise this price because I know what I'm giving. Sure. Like, I'm not kidding you. It just came to me like it just started to flow I, I people were coming out of the work, woodwork how can I be a part of your next mastermind you know what I mean yeah. and I'm not saying that to try to brag I'm really not I'm not like one of those people that oh I'm so great it's not that it was a belief a deep belief not in not even necessarily me but on what I could provide right. for people that shifted everything it's, it's like you got to believe, I think you got to believe this, right? And I say this, if you don't value yourself, why would the universe value you? Yeah, it's right? so true. And so if whatever your belief is, it doesn't really matter. But if you don't value you, it's like the universe is waiting for you to find value in yourself and love who you are so that it actually will bring you abundance. Yeah. But if we're stuck with these emotions of positive and negative and right and wrong and good and bad and all these judgments inside of our head, then what we're going to do is we're going to limit all these things. And we're going to stop money from coming to ourselves because we're going to be angry and resentment. And here's the thing. It's going to lead to, it's going to lead to sclerosis in the heart and heart disease and mm -hmm. atherosclerosis and blood pressure issues. Or we're going to be lead to say, you know what? I'm not good enough. I don't deserve money. Then you're going to lead to, to lymphatic issues and guilt issues. And, mm -hmm. and now the body, the body is the conduit of consciousness. The body is the conduit of consciousness. If we understand health in the human body, then we understand what's happening in the mind. And then when we understand what's happening with the mind, then we actually understand what's happening in people's lives. We can now correlate this whole thing. And we, I can look at someone's lab work and their neurotransmitter and tell you their psychology. And, really? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. The things that we can okay, do. Okay, tell me then. Tell me. So they just said, you know, my adrenals are a little fatigued. Mm -hmm. Put me on some. You want this public? Yeah, I okay. don't care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I keep it real with my audience because a lot of times I think that when people see the highlight reel on social media. And, and I, I love and that I, about you. You I, know, yeah. or they say, oh, she's got a top 1% podcast. She's got it all figured out. I don't have it all figured out. I'm trying to do the best that I can. Yeah. And I feel like when we share that, yeah, I got some stuff going on. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm, I'm working on fixing that. My health is very important to me and I'm grateful that I get to do the things that I can do because Absolutely. look, I was told I'd be in a wheelchair and I'm like walking around doing push-ups, get to be here with you. But no, I like to keep it real, but yeah, psychologically, I think I know, but if you read my labs and you're like, oh wow, you're, well, the doctor said, you wake up and you're real resilient. Then throughout the day, you crash your cortisol levels, blah, blah, blah. That's the kind of talk. Tell me the psychology of that. What's going on? Well, you're, you're, you're waking up in the morning. I need more information than what you've given me, to be very honest with you. Okay. okay. But I can tell you just by thyroid and adrenal being off, you're, you're overstressed. You're in the have to need to state, which we okay. talked about. Yeah. Right. You've overburdened yourself. Yeah. With, at some level, maybe, and it could be another, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally speaking just generally. 
If you overburden yourself as financially as an entrepreneur, your adrenals will get affected. If you overburden yourself in relationships, your adrenal will become affected. Thyroid, adrenals, and your sex hormones are all interconnected. Oh, let's get to this. Let's get to the well, sex I don't mean hormone. Like, I don't mean sex sex. I mean like estrogen or testosterone. Okay. Are, are affected because of that. If you're overstressed. It's all connected, right? It is over. It, it's 100% connected, right? It's I'm also certified in functional medicine and and because I wanted to understand what is the connection between all of this. Yeah. How does this all work? And so if your your functional chemistry is saying, hey, look, my thyroid's off, my adrenals are off, my and my testosterone's too high, which I would bet would probably be something that's there. Your testosterone's probably higher than normal. Well, you know what was surprising is that he was like, I can't believe that with this going on, he goes, your gut health is really good and your hormone levels are pretty good. Like I'm 50, but I'm going strong. Yeah, but that <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that because really, if your adrenals are affected, your thyroid's affected, your hormones can't be can't be in good state. They all oh, interconnect. Well, I'd like to have you look at that. I got it on my phone. I'll have you look. It, 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 there's what, see, a lab range will say from zero to 10. Uh-huh. It's such a wide range. There's an optimal range inside of it that you get to look at as well. And so a lot of times doctors aren't talking about that. But let's just going back to kind of what's happened with your psychology. Burned out, not expressing really what there's things inside of your that you want to say that you're not saying to certain people. Oh, really? There's a voice that's trying to be said. Really? If we go back. And I just lost my voice. What happened with that? That's last week. Could lost. be interconnected. Could be interconnected. Okay, this is very interesting. Is it was there were you married before? Oh yeah, this is my third go around, third time's the charm. Typically what I've found is that women in relationships, women have a lot of thyroid issues. Two reasons. Number one, on a body chemistry side, women undereat. Undereat? Undereat. They don't put enough calories in. Oh man, I love to eat. My husband, so, I'll never forget our first date, he was like, Are you really gonna eat? eat all that and i'm like oh yeah i like to eat good right but most women they're trying to stay petite and state their physiques they don't put enough calories into their system okay gotcha yeah i could i could see where right? that would happen like they're in chicken salads you know lunch and dinner that's not enough of a balanced diet mm-hmm. so that becomes an issue number one so we can't not address that but the second factor what i found from the psychosomatic side is that there's some trauma or some relationship issue and past resentment towards an ex-spouse hmm. and our friend Rebecca Zung as she talks about narcissistic relationships oh yeah I had one of those I was gonna say it has to be in my experience it, it, it always kind of lives in that space but you go back you rewire that if we rewire that then the thyroid starts to work again hmm. see the body is if the body can if it's living if it can degenerate I hope everyone understands this if your body can degenerate that means it also has the capacity to regenerate yeah. Don't give yourself the ability to not regenerate and heal because if you sit and say that I can't, then you won't. Yes. that I have that conversation with my dad all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, it's so powerful what you say and it, it happens. Like it when, happens mm-hmm. and we have the ability to do that. And so our human body is the most miraculous thing that ever exists it is it is unbelievable things shifted for me so i used to look down at my leg and Mm. i hated it like i would look down and hated myself hated my leg and the doctor changed that for me when he looked at my leg like it was a masterpiece like Mm -hmm. look at how it healed and i started to look at it as like wow it's amazing what the human body can do unbelievable and how it can heal and how it works and how it wants to work properly. It's like fighting to want to work properly. And just think about that as an entrepreneur, right? It's trying to help you. Uh-huh. It's trying to wake you up to get balanced in your life. Mm-hmm. It's trying to wake you up to do the things that are congruent to you. But we live in a society that is constantly more, more grinder, harder. And the body then breaks down and says, you're not listening. You're oh, not yeah. listening. That happens to me all the time. And I think that I will go. That's why I ended up in the ER six times. And yeah. I had to go, okay, I have to listen better. Like we all have to listen because it, your body will whisper and then it will scream. And then sometimes it's too late. Agreed. And there's one time. So this is crazy. I 
was passing a kidney stone. Hmm. And it was so painful in my back that my leg didn't hurt. Sure. And I thought to myself, well, this is great. I can walk without a limp. My leg has no pain. So I went to the gym, asked my friend Mike, who was a trainer at the gym too. And I was like, hey, do you have any like Tiger Balm, Ben Gay, something I can put on my back? So I put that on my back, wrapped my back, worked out. I went the next day. It wasn't seeming to get better. But again, I'm thinking, well, my leg doesn't hurt because this hurts so bad. I went to go give a motivational talk Mm -hmm. while I was passing a kidney stone. And I used to, like, I mistook health scares for heroic acts. It was stupid. I ended up going septic. I ended up going into the hospital, and the doctor looked at me, and he said, this is crazy. You don't look sick. He goes, but you're really sick. He goes, you're septic. I have to admit you to ICU right now. I was in ICU for three days and two different doctors came in and said, if you would have waited one more day, you would have been dead. Wow. That was the first time I was really, really scared and thought, I have got to take my health seriously and listen to my body. And so I encourage you, if you're listening to this, if you're watching it on YouTube, really listen to your body, start to rewire. I want, I want people to rewire the, their wealth and get your new book and chasing success, your other book, but you have tons of videos on Instagram. It's Dr. Rewire, but tell people where, I mean, I honestly, I mean, we were going to try to keep this a little shorter, (laughs) but I could talk to you all day because I'm so fascinated with the work that you're doing And how you can rewire your brain for success, for wealth, for good health, for, you know, it's not about just thinking positive, it's rewiring your brain. So before we go and you tell people where people can find you, what is one quick, do you have like a quick, like, if somebody's in a funk, if somebody's struggling, if they're feeling burnout, what's a quick rewire we can do today? All right, so something you could do, let's take, say, let's say you're burned out. Okay, a simple thing you could do, and I won't make it complicated, but just ask yourself if you went and said, um, okay, what, what's the expectation that you had? Whatever the situation is, if you expected you, yourself to be married and you got a divorced, if you were expecting yourself okay, to Okay, now let's job. take this one. Okay. This is selfish of me. Sorry. Uh, that I have this expectation, this big want that wanted to sell out my event okay. within a day. And if you did that, what would have been the draw, the drawback or the disservice to you? If I did it, what would be the disservice? Yeah. That I didn't have enough seats. Okay, what would have been the disservice of that? Uh, well, if you actually did it, what would have been the disservice to you? Would you have learned then more of how to then market? Because right now you're promoting. You're in the promotional game. Right now I am figuring it out. And that's right. kind of how I am. Like I've, I just start and I take messy action. I take imperfect action. I've never had anything all figured out. And I learn along the way. But yeah, I'm just like, I've been going live on Instagram. I went live the other day twice. I went live today twice. That is not like me. I know. I saw it. I was like, she's in the mode. I, oh, I saw you. I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Dr. Rewire's here. Um, but, and I mean, I used to get kind of nervous about doing that kind of stuff. I'm not at all because I'm so passionate about like, I want people that really need some transformation, need change that want to make a bigger income so they can make a bigger impact or vice versa to be there. Sure. And so, yes, I'm learning. So maybe the disservice would be that I wouldn't be learning as much. Great. What's the drawback of that? Um, you'd think you'd had it figured out. I would think that it was just easy and maybe the next one, I wouldn't feel like I'd put so much effort or maybe I wouldn't go as big. I don't know. Would you you think you would have the next time you do it, are you going to have better systems in place? Heck yeah. So it's teaching you to actually build your company better? Yep. Is it going to pe- put more structure in place so that you can actually do it where you don't have to be the one who's always going live and, and promoting? Already have. Great. So it's actually making your company more efficient? It is. It's making you grow further? Yeah. It's making you understand the difference in, in marketing, publicity, and that side of it. So you're oh, learning yeah. from that capacity? Is that something you're going to be able to help your students with? 
Exactly. So they get to learn from your experience? Yeah. So isn't that what a mentor is really about, to be able yeah. to teach your students? And that is exactly what I teach and why I started my mastermind is because all the mistakes that I made when I first started, I don't want people to have to make that. I want to give them the, I want to time collapse what they're doing. And so they don't waste money too. So in essence, you just gave your students all the greatest lesson. Isn't teaching your students your number one priority? Yeah. So are you actually, by not filling the seats out on the first day, you're actually teaching them how to actually do this whole thing? Oh, you're so smart. Now, are you, do you feel? Yeah, I feel, I feel better. I do. What, you just but did I something. Said, you just did something. I exhaled. Exactly. Because you're right. where the mind goes, the body goes. Yeah. As your breathing is balanced, so is your mind. Yeah. We're not going to go there because I could go for days on subjects because then you talk about HRV and the balance of the HRV and your breath and this work. And as you exhaled that, you literally just took and calmed your nervous system. Yeah. And that system. And that's what we do. That's what I've got to do is I got to balance that brain so the body and the mind start working together. Yeah. You know what else does that for me is when I pray. Sure. It really does. You know, I, I did, I, I prayed this morning and I was like, you know, I need to kind of let God take the reins and trust and have faith. Yes, do the work, but it allowed me to just feel a sense of peace and serenity. Absolutely. Nothing yeah. wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. And you know what happened after I did that also? I got videos sent to me, um, text messages sent to me. Uh, voice messages sent to me, all these people that were like, I really want to help you promote your event. Amazing. I'm not kidding. I, I had a video my friend Courtney sent me that she had me crying tears of gratitude this morning. It's like, I am so blessed, you know, as soon as you kind of oh, exhale. So that was good. Thank you for that. Yeah. And it's exhaling and but rebalancing the nervous system inside the process. So it doesn't hold on to you anymore. Yeah. Love that. So, okay, y'all, seriously, you gotta come to the event yes. in Raleigh because I want you to experience when he rewires the room. Well, I want to see you and hug your neck too, but go check him out, Doctor Rewire on Instagram, DrRewire.com, mm -hmm. and is that the best place for people to find? Because you do all kinds of stuff, like. You're all over the place speaking. Yeah. Um, I feel so grateful that you're coming to the event to I'm speak. So thank you so much. Um, but you're doing so much and traveling and you're doing your own events too. I'm actually in Dallas for my own event. Yeah. So tell us about that. Tell <laughs> so us. it's an internal event. Once you come into my world, we have levels of, of courses that I do. I have a program called Ultimate Rewire. Yeah. And in that... It's a, I take people through different levels of journeys. I actually just developed a whole new process on the flight here this morning. No way. I swear. It, it, literally on the flight this morning, I put this whole path together and we're going to do it tomorrow. Do you know, I do some of my best work in airplane lounges or airport lounges mm -hmm. or on the airplane. I, I've been told you should just fly from here to Europe and then take a direct flight back. I'm like, why would I take a direct flight back? You'll have a whole book written. I'm like, I should just hang out there for a few days too. Right. Yeah. But so, so this program it's, um, and then I take people through the next day. I have another program that I do inside of it and I'll be taking people through rewiring 300, 400 different root experiences of their lives. Oh my goodness. And get their, their mind and body to a complete state of gratitude in that. So that, that happens in my ultimate rewire mastermind group. And so we'll be doing that here this week. Wow. Do you know master Jeff? I do. You do? He's one of my best friends. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, he he's is. He is. But when you're saying that, he does, he has like a, a, an experience, an event where he, it seems kind of crazy. I'd be kind of scared to do it. Yeah. He keeps you awake for hours and hours and hours and makes you sit up straight. Um, but he's a good dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, so how can people get involved with your course? Do they have to do like a one-on-one -on -one with you first or they, can they just come to your event? They can just go to my, they can go and talk to someone on my team. Okay. You can just talk to someone on my team. Just, um, you can go to the, if you go rewirescore.com, this is actually probably one of the best things people can do is go to rewirescore.com. Okay. And I've actually created a scale where people know, remember I said the have to, need to, should to, yeah. want to, love to. Yeah. I've actually created a, a scale to see what part of your brain you're actually using. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I think you know which part of my brain I'm using. Right now, baby. Yeah. Right. But if you go do it, you'll see what part it is. And then you can get on a call with someone on my team and they'll explain to you a little bit more. And if you want to take the further steps and you want to learn more about what you could do in different areas of your life, maybe finance or relationships or health, or you want to do ultimate reward, you want whatever you want to do, there's opportunity for you to learn and grow in that capacity to be able to heal your life. And ultimately, that's what I'm here to do. That is amazing. So where is your event here in Dallas? Where's that going to be? at the Western Galleria. Oh, that's where I had my event. Yeah, that's where I'm at. It was great. They have the best food, I have They're to say. They're great. I love them there. Do you usually go? Is that where you usually go when you're here in Dallas? In Dallas, that's where I end up, yeah. Yeah, I, I had the best experience yeah, there. Really good. The good food. Yeah. You can tell I'm a foodie. I'm like, that was the best hotel <laughs> food. Well, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, you guys check out. If you're, like, out for a run, if you're at the gym or if you're driving, don't worry. All these links are in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Check them out. I just appreciate you so much. Um, you. I'm so excited that I get to hang out with you more in Raleigh. But thank you so much for coming on the show. You guys, if you, like, could take a screenshot, if, if the... <laughs> Shout it out on Instagram. Tag me at Amberly Lago Motivation and Dr. Rewire so we can see it. When I see that, I share it in my story as well. But I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to True Grit and Grace. And thank you so much, Dr. Rewire, for thank being you, Amberly. here. Thank you, You are an inspiration to so many and continue the work you're doing. The world needs it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll see you next week. <laughs>